0: Welcome to the Tech for Good podcast. We are very passionate about two things, technology and our world. In each pod we will be interviewing some fascinating people, business leaders, but those with a special interest in solving the biggest issues facing humanity today. Think the environment, think healthcare provision during a pandemic, think global social injustice. If you want to know more about technology's immense potential to fix and transform, then you're in the right place. In this episode, I speak to Leanne Kemp. Leanne is founder of Everledger, a company that uses blockchain to create digital records of asset origins, characteristics, and ownership. She is a global authority on blockchain, sitting on a number of blockchain advisory groups, including with the World Economic Forum and IBM. Our interview delves further into Leanne's story, and I quiz her on how blockchain could change the world for the better. But first, I ask Leanne why people still maybe struggle to understand this technology.
1: Well, it certainly has gotten through to a number of people because we've seen the adoption and the rise of it in various different ways across many industries and even the use in cryptocurrencies. So I'd argue that there are many people who understand it. And more importantly, it's starting to be quite um, well adopted in even capital markets and large companies like um, like Tesla, as a prime example. Um, I guess, you know, the first generation of the internet came about in 1989 and really there wasn't. A lot of sort of forward thinking and knowledge at that particular point in time in the first number of years about what that potentially could mean to the world to communication to business to media and looking now in the rear vision mirror we're starting to see what the impact of technologies like the world wide web actually means to um, every individual and every corporation bank governments around the world you know the underlying technology that underpins cryptocurrency of course is blockchain but what what is blockchain? Um, you know, it's. I believe that it is as important as the internet was in 1989, but we're moving from what we once knew was the World Wide Web to the World Wide Ledger. And the application of these technologies at a very protocol level, um, we're starting to see uh, use across Nearly every industry in the world will be touched by this technology. So that's why it is as important as the web was in 1989, um, as the future of money will be or the future of trust on the Internet will be, um, is this technology.
0: Tell us about Everledger then, Leanne, and how your company is using blockchain.
1: Look, we began in the heart of London in 2015, and we have about 100 Everledgers around the world and six operational centres. And we I've always been plagued by real-world problems that arguably um, is enabled by a broken human system. Uh, And technology can be the the catalyst for change or the connective tissue to enable that change to occur. So I certainly remember um, in my younger years watching Leonardo DiCaprio's Blood Diamond movie, and there'd be many of us that would remember it. And that movie really stuck and struck a chord with me um, at the very level of trust, fairness, trade, human atrocity, yet we have an incredible um, an incredible lust uh, for diamonds in the world. It underpins the promise of I do. And so there's both the light and shade of industry. And so we took blockchain and applied it to opaque markets, enabling traceability. Diamonds is the first example from the source of the mine right the way through to the retail network, fundamentally just asking the question, where does it come from? And if we should answer that question by way of technology and data, then I wonder what that will mean to the conscious consumer. And I guess the next generation of the work going well beyond Diamonds is now asking a different type of question. Um, Where does something go to after it leaves me? And that's the underpinning of the work in circular economy, which is... Really, the next generation of thinking around supply chain to value chain creation.
0: So, you're saying then your business idea came from watching a film, is that right?
1: <laughs> that and of were a quilt of experience. You know, I'm uh, pretty much 50 right now. So, when you've had a lived experience as long as I have with various different uh, waves or generations of technology, you start to think to yourself look, if I was to rethink my career in the last 10 years, what will I spend the next 10 years doing and how will I go about it? And there's something about fundamental problems or challenges that exist that um, is important to next generation. And I think that's pretty much that divining moment. Um, some people call it a midlife crisis. Maybe they buy red Ferraris and um, have incredible you know, uh, holidays, but I sort of like to purpose my time to solving a challenge.
0: Well, solving challenges is what, we're all about as, as tech for good and the tech for good podcast Leanne, tell us about shared value platforms and why organizations should use them
1: look shared value platforms is critical the reality is um corporations are really rethinking the purpose of having a corporate vehicle um certainly capitalists and capital markets have always really been driven by the return of value to shareholders and or investors but there's a higher order calling right now and that is to think about stakeholder value not just about the shareholders that are within the business or satisfying employees but stakeholders and certainly people and planet are stakeholders of all businesses and so therefore when we think about shared value platforms it's firstly recognizing that our purpose goes well beyond just the creation of profits it's what we're going to do with that and how that is going to take accountability to the forefront Um, but also gone are the days now where we can only rely upon a single thrust of effort to enable the right level of accountability or the right level of of value to be created. Um, And when I think about shared value platforms, it's been a race to the bottom when we start to say, I want to make this item and I'm going to maybe first manufacture it in China. But um, if I can't get it there or can't get it fast enough, I might move to another location of the world. And it's a run to the bottom. But if we start to understand the value that's created across different supply chains, that actually fundamentally shifts the economic model in countries like Tanzania, where some of the work we've been doing in colour gemstones is creating a whole new level of prosperity but also another level of knowledge where we're starting to see um, next generation in women um, understanding the economics of knowledge Um, and knowledge is really power.
0: What is the potential power and and possibilities of blockchain as a a kind of shared value platform for businesses?
1: I mean, the true essence of blockchain is a people's technology. It's open source. It was driven under the pseudonym, of course, of Satoshi Nakamoto, a him, a her, a collective uh, set of geniuses. And by virtue of that, it started as a people's technology. It enables peer-to-peer exchange of value. Um, the very first use case was in cryptocurrency around the exchange of value, which was digital money. But, of course, the exchange of value can occur in so many different paradigms. We're now seeing a mass explosion around digital art. We're seeing an incredible monetization of what one could stay as illiquid assets now becoming liquid. And so I think that this technology puts the power, the decision-making, um, and even to a certain extent, um, the privacy of people's data and their wealth creation in each people's hands.
0: Hello, I'm Daniel Brigham, editor of Tech for Good magazine. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. And if you want more, you can head over to techforgood.net for some compelling and thought-provoking stories from high-tech insect farms that could solve world hunger to a global mission to counter the spread of COVID-19 disinformation. We've got Tech for Good covered. You can read and subscribe at techforgood.net. In in your view, what are some of the biggest kind of social environmental challenges that blockchain could help overcome in the future?
1: There are so many, and in fact, it's less about what I think and it's more about the guidance that's already been afforded to us with the Sustainable Development Goals. Um, You know, the United Nations has really formed an incredible, um, you know, an incredible roadmap. Uh, I liken that the Sustainable Development Goals is the world's to-do list. And I often see companies and individuals gravitate towards only one or two or three of the goals. But the reality is there's 17 of them. And they all come together in an orchestration event that brings together that value creation and the accountability back to um, all of the elements of enabling a true sustainable planet. And sustainability goes beyond Um, just in environmental sustainability. We're talking about economics as well, you know, the fairness in knowledge, equality, uh, and the list goes on and on. There's 17 of them. And blockchain plays a critical role uh, amongst all of those. But blockchain alone will not solve and or provide the silver bullet solution to enable that change. It must come together in a symphony of technologies. And I guess that's the powerful place we're at right now. We're seeing blockchain is incredibly important technology of our time. It's super powerful, but it's actually when you start combining these technologies together, like artificial intelligence, machine vision, IoT, the layers that we're having in communication backbones between near field communications up to satellite communications. And it's when all of that comes together and consolidates, we're starting to move it to true exponential power movements.
0: Is it coming together now, Leon, or is that something that's gonna happen in the future, do you think, at the moment? Is, is there a symphony happening or, or are all these technologies just still playing to their own tune?
1: <laughs> like everything, I think if you uh, really enjoy classical music, you can strip back many different instruments and they're still beautiful to listen to and then bringing it together um, enjoys a certain different type of uh, story to be told. I think that we are facing um, many moments of crescendos um, with these technologies. Some are being implied, Um, of use in certain industries. Some are being applied in industries. Like the diamond industry, um, 500 years in the making, most of it's been um, generated by a human system, a human system of trust, a gentleman's handshake, the chit of paper and a promise to pay. Um, But now we're starting to see the connectiveness of uh, of diamonds, that digital twin of the object, um, being in a synchronic movement And now we're seeing the digital twin of the object, the diamond itself, being married to the physical object. And that's when you're starting to see that elevation of change. Not only that, you're also seeing these layering in of new data. So whether that be the origin of the diamond to de-risk the supply chain, whether that's going to be the footprint around sustainability, greenhouse gas emissions, use of water, the different types of social contracts that exist between people in the supply chain or people wanting to engage with it and it's when all of that comes together an entirely new paradox and a paradigm shift occurs so when you have the inception point of technology that's just being born and it starts to mature with a problem that has to be solved not just wants to be solved or needs to be solved it has to be solved now then that's when the inflection point occurs and we're right at that moment now.
0: Leanne, in the context of social good and maybe the SDGs as well, what work from Everledger are you particularly proud of over the last few years? You mentioned the the work you're doing in Tanzania. Maybe maybe you could talk a bit more about that.
1: Tanzania is incredible to me, um, particularly fifty mining women. Came together to enable um, not just only the elevation of skill set and knowledge, to be able to bring jointly with industry many participants to help education with women and understand the importance of gemology. To know that when they mine these rocks out of the mantle of the earth, of course, you know, that this green is valuable for the following reasons. And this shade of green is also still valuable. Um, and to have that distinction, that education is important to enable a fairness of market trade um, so that the likes of large luxury um, houses in the world have a trustful platform where they can engage. And as a part of that, also bring the ability for consumers um, to walk with their wallets and, and how do they think about investing in, um, in social contracts with those that, of course, are wanting to do good within community. And when you start to see the increased fidelity of profits being made over greater uh, margins with an efficiency of business trade, it's incredible to me the collective spirit of the community in these rising villages are starting to understand that it's an important um it's an important set of investments in the community as a whole and they're thinking beyond the generation of today they're really setting up what's important for tomorrow i'd also say you know greenhouse gas emissions the use of water how do we rethink um the truth to be told even within the textiles industry and the work that we're doing is critically important so scope three greenhouse gas emissions is really challenging because you're asking for the entirety of the supply chain to come together. But what I think is really important and the way that we've enabled Everledger is because we've been able to bring together the coalition of the willing, where they've understood that climate, environment, sustainability is actually a pre-competitive space. Let's arguably compete on, you know, efficiency of business, better gross margins. but We should not be competing against the survival of the planet. And once we can align value creation with the values of industry, then you start to see how this technology, all it does is transform a really great human system with trust and transparency and put it into a digital realm.
0: Yeah, it's, it's obviously so exciting and the possibilities are yeah, are very exciting. But what what are the challenges do you think Leanne going forward now with blockchain a wider roller and in the context of kind of blockchain for good and 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 that area as well?
1: Look, we'll forever be educating around the use of this technology and the evolution of it. We will be forever discovering the value creation mechanisms that exist today and that potentially could exist tomorrow. Just as we're still um endeavoring to understand how powerful the internet is at its core and how you can use and reuse and transform value from these really important protocols that were created you know i go back to my statement that we're transforming what we once knew was the World Wide web to the worldwide ledger so imagine what that can potentially do to the future of trade to trust to privacy of data to even value creation at the level Um, of each, every single individual. When I think about the work that we are embarking upon as Everledger, we are building a forever company, right? So it is a fast game, but we are sprinting a marathon right now. And we understand that the pace of change can somewhat be daunting, but we're investing as much time in the current state of value creation to enable the proof of the importance of the technology today as we are working on what the future looks like and bringing it forward into the moment now. And I think it's the toggling of that that really characterizes ever legends, You know, those that have joined the company that are purposed so deeply at the core of what is truly important in tech for good. The work to be done, however, is we've begun understanding what good looks like, but we need to work on the how to make that activate. Um, We have many different technical inventions that exist, but entrepreneurs are really great at um, enabling that to live in the world and to grow in the world. So as many entrepreneurs that we can get involved in this technology to sit behind them, to propel them and to build up a platform for innovation, particularly around tech for good, you'll see this escalation and acceleration happening. We know governments play a role. We understand corporates and venture capital, and we certainly know that universities as well, science and technology. But so it's not just one type or archetype of person that can actually make this thing work. It's bringing together, again, that symphony of people with the symphony of technologies to really make this thing sing. Do you want to keep up to date with the latest in enterprise technology and digital transformation? visit digitalbulletin.com for news, long reads, thought leadership and so much more. That's digitalbulletin.com.
0: I want to delve into your background a bit, a really interesting career. You're a self-taught engineer. Is that kind of to talk a bit about that?
1: I am. Yes, yeah, someone actually mentioned that I was a serial entrepreneur and I was appointed a number of years ago right here in my home state in Queensland to be the chief entrepreneur um, really driving innovation across the entire state of Queensland and one of my mandates here has always been to enable in fact I was so cheeky I remember saying to the Premier I think we should rename the state of Queensland to Queensland <laughs> because we have an incredible natural beauties with the Great Barrier Reef we of course are have insane amount of natural resources. Um, we're proud Australians to, of course, have the Argyle mine with diamonds, but we're also a very large exporter of many natural resources. But being the chief entrepreneur, I said there's something else that we have here that we've not yet combined together, and of course that's the natural talent, which is entrepreneurship. Um, I am a self-taught engineer. I'm a serial entrepreneur, and one could say I'm unemployable by virtue of the way I think, the way I act, and sometimes even the way I speak um but it's the ability to be able to think at the forefront of where breakthrough technologies are about to be born and i think that's been the curious mind that i've held for quite some time i was a pretty annoying kid i always used to say to my mum um are we there yet are we there yet i'm really impatient um and i also used to couple it with but why mum but why you know that annoying sibling in the back of the car but that really set me on a pathway, um, a pledge to lifelong learnings and a huge curiosity of mine. Um, And I guess being the oldest of three siblings, the only girl in the family, uh, I was able to think about uh, taking up um, an incredible amount of thirst for knowledge and was able to apply that into the computing space and the rest is history.
0: Brilliant. Um, Chief Entrepreneur is definitely the coolest job title I've ever heard, so um, <laughs> I'll give you that one. Um, Leanne, what have been the defining moments, would you say, in your professional career? For example, can, can you remember when you first heard about blockchain and what this nascent technology could and might be?
1: Yeah, I think I first heard about this tech, technology actually in 2010, when I was working with a university professor and a colleague of mine that was really um, looking at distributed network systems and the way upon which we could um, pretty much think about computing at the edge. And, and I sort of in, invested a significant amount of time from 2010 uh, understanding cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, um, and uh, what was really interesting for me was whilst I was curious about the technology, it wasn't until I really turned my mind to the importance of whether technology can play a role in transformation efforts as it starts to bring together, what does 2030 look like and how can this technology play a significant role at that horizon point? Which is why we start to imagine, not just only answering the question about where does something come from, but also where does it go to after it leaves me? The circular economy, transforming waste to value. Um, And we needed to have the crises we we faced to enable us to be able to now take action towards change. It's a new decade. Um, it's a decade upon which it is uh, critically important that we get back to the business of doing and that we keep our eye on the prize for 2030 and time is running out. Uh, and, but no doubt, it's actually accelerated the digitization efforts and the comfortableness we're now having with these types of technologies. I've heard many of the largest CEOs in big tech companies saying, that the amount of digital transformation that's occurred in that one year of COVID was equivalent to an entire decade. And it can be seen by technology platforms like we're talking on today in Zoom, just the scale of that technology that was born so rapidly and quickly. So I think we need the crisis to occur. We need the sounding alarm bells. We need to see that the house is on fire, um, just like we saw with Australia because it makes us do the change that's so desperately needed
0: part of your role um has been leanne on on pr- some pretty influential kind of councils with ibm and the world economic forum what have you learned from those experiences maybe maybe give, give us a bit of an insight into what it's like to be part of um, those kind of groups
1: look i think what is interesting and most entrepreneurs and certainly startup companies at the age that we were aren't necessarily always invited into rooms that i've walked into And it's very clear that, as I said before, the wholeness of change occurs when you do have big business, tech, government, entrepreneurs, innovators, science, all in the room, enabling or championing towards change or answering to a certain challenge that needs to be solved. And I think that's really the inflection point that occurs. And there are incredible global forums, like the World Economic Forum, that is purposed just for that you know committing to improving the state of the world is really the mandate and the cry out and when you see you know that you have the likes of the largest manufacturers as i was the global chair for the world economic forum for advanced manufacturing you have the largest names in the world all sitting around the table that are the biggest competitors but what has been put to one side as i said before they find that pre-competitive space that there are principles around the human connection that are important, and the enablement of that comes together when big business, government, uh, inventors, entrepreneurs, startups, and capital markets come together to solve for it. And there's very few forums where that occurs, United Nations being one of them, the OECD on policy, World Economic Forum. I've been fortunate enough to not just be invited in the room but to really work on the change that we're just seeing now in the world.
0: Excellent. Leanne, I want to finish on a, on a broad kind of perspective looking forward and I want to hear an optimistic kind of view on where, where what the future looks like and what role blockchain has. You talk about the worldwide ledger, for example. When is that going to happen? How, how enthusiastic are you about a future that includes that?
1: So I must say there are really large tectonic plate shifts that are occurring you know, the understanding that we're moving from supply chains to value chains, from waste to value creation with this, from circular economy from a linear economy. We have technologies of our time, like the going from the worldwide web to the worldwide ledger. But we're talking about blockchain today. We're talking about circular economy today. But if you were to speak to me in five years time, we will not be talking about blockchain. We are not gonna be talking about the circular economy because we would have transformed it. It would have become ubiquitous because it will become the new normal and the current state of value creation, equity for all. And as you say, tech for good.
0: That was the Tech for Good podcast. Listen, subscribe and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher.